What's up, guys? Hey. Everybody say, hey, Kingsley. Somebody tell me the last time I spoke. No, 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 wait. You have to answer that. <laughs> I haven't spoke since October. I have missed speaking to you guys. Who's super psyched to hear something awesome that I have to share tonight? Yeah? I'm so pumped. It's a Christmas message. We're kind of, we're all in the theme. In case you guys didn't recognize, I'm wearing my sweater. This is level one sweater, in case you guys are wondering. That's right, I have levels for my sweaters. Like, I own tons of sweaters, and there's different levels of intensity of each sweater. I love Christmas. Uh, I see some Santa hats on. That's awesome. I have my Santa hat. I literally throw away all my beanies and hats and all I do for all of December. All I do for all of December is wear my Santa hat. I love Christmas time. How many of you guys love Christmas time? How many of you guys, it's your favorite month of the entire year? One, just literally just Everlyn. It was just Everlyn. She was the first one to raise her hand. Yeah? December is a great, great month. So I decided to write a Christmas message for you guys, and the title of my message is Dear Santa. Dear Santa, I used to write letters. Everybody listening? Does everybody have a Bible in their hand? I used to write letters to Santa. How many of you guys wrote letters to Santa at one point in your life? Oh, come on. Who, who is not raising their hand right now? <laughs> Yo, so when I grew up, my parents were like, hey, you write letters to Santa, he shows up one day a year on Christmas, and you get the presents that you asked for, and it's like, oh, jolly, and it's all awesome, right? So pumped. I used to write letters to him, and I thought, literally, in my head, I was like, dude, that's the only way that I can get exactly what I wanted. So I was very descriptive. Anybody? Like, I'm, I was very descriptive. I told him what kind of color Legos or the exact set. I wrote down the part number, how much it costs, where to find it. Dude, Santa, it was just so easy. Like, come on, Santa. I made it so easy. I was like, dude, it's on sale at Toys R Us if you go there on Tuesdays and Thursdays because, like, I don't know, there's some kind of sale. Santa, come on, man. So, like, when I was really young, I was like, dude, this is the only way. So I used to write letters to Santa. I used to go see Santa. Anybody? Come on. You got photos of sitting on Santa's lap? Yeah? I... I called my mom today. I said, Mom, break out some of those photos. I, I love laughing, and I, I, one of my favorite things is to laugh at myself, because if you don't laugh at yourself, get, st start doing it, because it's really fun, because you should not take yourself super seriously. You should laugh at things, right? Come on. God laughs. How many of you guys know that? God laughs. Yeah? Everybody laugh. I don't know. It's fun. <laughs> it's fun. Laughing's fun. There are things in life we need to laugh at. So I broke, out, I broke out some photos, had my mom send over some photos. So here's some photos of me sitting on Santa's lap when I was a kid. There I am. Hey, uh, ditch the lights for a second, John. Ditch the lights so they can see it. Yeah. So top left. Okay, follow me here. Top left. Like, yeah, I had awesome hair, no acne, pre-puberty there. And then over to the right, still like just loving it. Actually, I think it's same Santa in both top. And then <laughs> eighth grade right there. Eighth grade with the sweatshirt on. Got my head shaved. <laughs> Acne started coming in. Like, my whole life was ruined after that. Um, different Santa. That was like a middle-aged Santa. It was super weird. 
And then the one on the left, I don't even know. I, I gave that to my mom, though. Yeah. So that was me. <laughs> so I loved Santa. Here's the proof. Here's the proof. I'd go sit on Santa's. And just for fun, just to make you guys laugh, my nephew, his name's Evan, he hates Santa so much. Valerie's sister's son. He hates Santa so much. Show the photo. Here is my nephew, Evan. Same Santa. The one on the right is this year, and the one that was last year. So last year, he's like, no. And then this year, he's like, dude, I'm out. <laughs> Evan hates Santa. When I wear my Santa hat, when we, when we go visit him, he lives in Washington State. When I wear my Santa hat, he'll be like, no, King King, no. And he'll like rip it off my head and be like, no, Santa, bad. And he like hates it and just throws it. He hates it. He just doesn't like Santa. And I can relate. Let's get the lights back on. I can relate to my nephew because there came a point when I was like, wait a second. There's some holes to Santa's story. Homie works one night a year. What? I want that job. Are you kidding me? One night a year and that's his whole career? Wait, there's some holes. Like, he'll, he sees you when you're sleeping. Have you guys heard these songs? Like, when I heard that, I was like, so Santa's creeping on me when I'm sleeping? What? Creep right now. Like, he sees you. He sends his elves after you. He's got little people that just, like, come after you. Like, ah, get away. God. There's some holes to Santa's story, y'all. Like, some things don't match up. Anybody notice this? Like, Dear Santa. You can go back to Dear Santa. Dear Santa, I'm kind of sketched out of you, man. Like, I don't know. Hey, ooh, if there's anybody in here... who still believes in Santa, you should leave the room because it's going to get real. It's going to get real. (laughs) Dear Santa, this is my whole message to Santa. Dear Santa, there's some holes in your story. And I found those out when I started getting older. I was like, wait, how does he fit down every single chimney? How does he do that? Like, I've seen all the movies and I'm like, wait, it's fake. It's a movie. What is going on? There's some holes here. Anybody notice some holes in the whole, like, Santa deal? Yeah? And I got to a point in my life where I'm like, wait, if Santa is the main part of Christmas, because like seriously, Americanized Christmas or whatever, it's all about Santa. Yeah? We're all awaiting for him to show up with our presents, and it's all about me, and I hope he brings the right ones, and what do we do for him? We leave him some like cookies and milk, and that's why he's so fat and has a beard, and he looks old. Here's the deal. I was like, wait, if Santa is all there is to Christmas, that's not good enough for me. I, I don't know about you guys, but I'm not satisfied with just Santa. I don't get to talk to Santa. In fact, I've never really got to, like, seriously talk to him. You sit on his lap, and then he just, like, shoves you away. Who knows if that's the real man? Like, he might be sitting on a throne of lies. Who knows? I'm just saying, I, hey, I'm all for Christmas, and I'm going to talk about this. I wear the Christmas stuff and everything, but I am mainly for the real meaning of Christmas, And when I was in about junior high, I heard the real story of Christmas, and it changed that Christmas. It changed every other Christmas for the rest of my life. It changed that month. It changed that year. It changed the rest of my entire life by hearing the real Christmas story. And so what I want to talk to you guys about tonight is, dear Santa, I'm not sure if you're real. In fact, I think you're fake. I want to know the real meaning of Christmas and what it is. And let me tell you guys tonight, if you guys have never heard what the real meaning of Christmas is, guess what? I get to share that with you tonight, and I'm so pumped about that. You get to hear 
the real story of Christmas. How many guys know that the real story of Christmas is in your hands right now? It's the word of God, and we're going to read that together. So first of all, I just want to point something out. You guys are going to love this. I love words. I look up dictionaries all the time, but I don't really like look at math. Like I hate math, but words, cool, math, nah. So check this out. If you've never known that Jesus Christ is in Christmas, I'm going to blow your mind right here. Jesus Christ is in Christmas. How much is he in Christmas? Christ must anybody? Good? Yeah? Jesus Christ, Jesus, he's the son of God. He lived 2,000 years ago. He was sent by God down here to live a perfect life, to die for our sins. He's the reason why we're alive today, the, the reason why we are breathing. Jesus is in Christmas, and this is great news. Somebody say, I'm excited. I'm excited. You should be excited about this, because Jesus is in, is in Christmas. In fact, he's the main character. Can I get an amen? Can I get an amen? Hey, turn to your, turn to your, um, open your Bible and turn to the book of John, chapter 1, verse 1. So if you don't know where John is, go to the very front of your Bible and look up John. Just John, not 1st John or 2nd John or 3rd John or whatever, just John, the gospel of John. Chapter 1, my friend. But the book of John... John was a disciple. That means he was a homie of Jesus. When Jesus was here, Jesus started a ministry. He went around and started sharing about who God was to all people, not just Jews, not just them, not just people who were all religious, not just people in synagogues. Jesus was sharing with his homies, the disciples, with everybody. He's sharing with everybody, and Jesus had 12 disciples, and one of them was John. And so John recorded he took some, some uh, paper, some papyrus. He took some paper, and he wrote down this book that we're about to read 2,000 years ago. He wrote this down because he was with Jesus. So these words that you're going to see here, this was some, from somebody who was with Jesus while he was alive. Ready? This is the inspired word of God right here. I'm going to read verse 1. You guys ready? Follow along. In the beginning was the word and the Word was with God. Everybody say, with God. And the Word was God. Everybody say, was God. He was with God in the beginning. I'm going to say that again. He was with God in the beginning. Verse 3. Through Him all things were made. Without Him nothing was made that has been made. In him was life, and that life was the light of man. The light shines in the darkness, but the darkness has not understood it. So, like, the main topic of what this is talking about is how, it's how Jesus became human, how, how God put on skin and came down to earth in the form of a baby. He came down was born to a virgin but this is going way back. John is going way to the back. He's going all the way to the very beginning. So when you see the word, word, that's Jesus. So in the beginning was the word or was God. It was Jesus, same person. And the word was with God and the word was God. He's just covering all bases. He's saying that Jesus was there. This guy that came to the earth, the son of God, 
He was there at the beginning. It confirms it right here. Through him, all things were made. This is significant. This is telling the story about the beginning, before humans are around, before anything. And then it ends with, the light shines in the darkness, but the darkness has not understood it. What does that mean? It means that the darkness will never and has never overcome God's light. Somebody say amen. The darkness cannot overcome the light because it's too powerful, because it will never, it's not even, it, it can't even understand God's light. Evil, darkness, right, from the, from, from the pit of hell, it cannot understand God's light. It can't even get close to it because it's too powerful, because it was there before anything else, because Jesus was there and he was God. He formed everything and everything came out of him. That's what this is saying. And then it goes on in... Um, in verse 10, you guys ready? Verse 10. Here's the story of Jesus, or it's also called the gospel. The story, the message of Jesus. Verse 10. He was in the world, and through the world, uh, yeah, and, the, and, and though the world was made through him, the world did not recognize him. So this is saying God put skin on came to the earth, which was something that he owned, he made, but we didn't recognize him. This is the story of what happened. We didn't recognize him because he didn't show up the way we expected. He didn't show up all nice and jolly and all that stuff. He showed up as an innocent baby. He came differently. Everybody thought he was going to show up as like a big old giant warrior and all that stuff or have some reindeer, right? All that silly stuff that like huge... Spectacle stuff, Jesus didn't come as that. He came absolutely different. He came as an innocent baby born to a virgin. Absolutely perfect. And then he went on to live an absolute perfect life. Continuing in verse 11. You guys with me? He came to that which was his own, but his own did not receive him. Yet, to all who received him, to those who believed in his name, he gave the right to become children of God. Children born not of natural descent, nor of human decision or a husband's will, but born of God. So this is saying we didn't even receive him. Humanity, we didn't receive him. We did the we did absolutely opposite of receiving him. We did not receive him. We shut him out. We kicked him out. We beat him when he didn't deserve it, when all he did was love, when all he did was teach people about how much God loves us. It's it's insane. But it has good news here in verse 12. All who received him, there were a few. There were a good number of people who received him. That's why the church is alive today, because there were people who did receive him and believed in him and believed in his name. He gave them the right to become children of God. If you believe in God, you are a child of God. Come on. Somebody say amen. Yeah? This is good. This is great news. This is the story of Jesus. It doesn't, it doesn't make sense that he came and it was his own creation. He was there in the beginning before anything, before any of us were alive, before the world was formed. He was there. He was at the beginning. This is the true story of Christmas. Here it is. Ready? Verse 14. Verse 14, ready? Here's the Christmas story. Say the Christmas story. 
The Word, remember that? The Word means Jesus. The Word became flesh or became human and made his dwelling among us. We have seen his glory, the glory of the one and only who came from the Father full of grace and truth. Amen. That is the true Christmas story. The true Christmas story is all about Christ coming to the earth. It's God stepping into time, you guys. He's out of time. He's not in a specific set of time. He's outside of time. He spans all time. Jesus not only gives Santa a run for his money, but he completely destroys what Santa does. Santa just gives gifts once a year. Jesus gives the gift of life. He made his dwelling among us. Yeah? You guys following me? Later in his ministry, somebody turned to uh, John chapter 8. A couple pages. Later in his ministry, remember I told you how much we rejected him, we did not receive him? Well, Jesus was hanging out. He was trying to heal people. He, he was healing people. I'm sorry. He was healing people. He's doing good. He had just, literally, he had just forgiven an adulterous woman who absolutely deserved to be stoned. That means taking a rock and throwing it at them until they die. And when the, these Jewish leaders went up to him and they said, yo, preacher, yo, Jesus, you're gonna throw the, you get to throw the first rock. And he's like, hey, any of you who do not have sin get to throw, get to throw the first rock. And they all drop their rocks. So Jesus just saved an adulterous woman. He just came up to her and he goes, I don't condemn you. I love you. So he just did that. But continually, Jesus is not being received by people. So this is a really significant verse. This is a verse that you should memorize. This is a verse that should rock your world. No, not like that. <laughs> Chapter 8, verse 12. You ready? When Jesus spoke to the people, he said, I am the light of the world. Whoever follows me will never walk in darkness, but will have the light of life. Jesus says, I am. He declares, this is a declaration, I am the light of the world. If you look back at the beginning of John, when it says in verse 4 in chapter 1, it says, in him was life, and that life was the light of men. Jesus was the light at the beginning. And then when he came to earth, he told us, I'm the light. Darkness doesn't have anything on me. Do you guys see the correlation in these two verses? They absolutely check off. Because in the very beginning, he talks about how before anything happened, light, Jesus is the light of the world. He created the light. He is the light. All things are formed out of him. And then later he comes to the earth and he tells everybody this. Yeah? This is amazing. This is great news. Jesus says, I am the light of the world. This should rock your whole life. Darkness has nothing on Jesus. If you follow him, you will never walk in darkness. How is that? Because you're an overcomer through him. Because if you're in him and there's light in your life, which is Jesus, there is no room for darkness. And when darkness tries to move in, you seek God, it gets squashed. 
The moment you allow God's light in your life, you allow his son Jesus into your life, you start praying to him, you start talking to him, you start seeking him, you open the Bible, you get a lesson plan, you get something going, you type in a, you type in a word on Google, what does the Bible say about blank, and you start taking God into the equation, you start letting his light into your life, that will bring so much life and so much light. It will squash the darkness where the darkness has no way to even understand how it can touch you. Come on, somebody. Amen. So when I was young, I'm just recap this. I'm almost done. When I was young, I knew I got to a point where I was like, dude, I don't think Santa's real. I saw my dad dress up as Santa one year, and I was a little bit too old. And I was like, wait a second. And then that Santa was telling me that he was real. And I'm like, nah, because you look like my dad. It's not real. But there came a point, you guys, where I was not, sana- I was not uh, satisfied. I was not satisfied with just Santa. I was not satisfied with how Christmas was all about Santa. That did not work for me, and I wanted something more. And when I heard the story, the real Christmas story about Jesus being born to come down, live a perfect life, and to die for my sins. It absolutely rocked my world, and I've been letting his light shine in my life ever since, and I pray that you can do that as well, that you can start to walk that out. You can start to ask God. You start to bring him into the equation, because I hope that you are not just satisfied with Santa, a made-up fake guy that comes around once a year and gives you presents. I got news for you. It's your parents. Why would you satisfy, why would you, why would you, Why would you compromise for Santa when you have a savior? Anybody following me? Santa didn't die for you. He's a fake person that brings you presents. The real reason for the season, the real reason for December 25th is that Jesus was born. He went to the cross for us. We shamed him. We put him up on a cross and we nailed him to it and he died on that. He bled out and died for us. He is our Savior. Three days later, yeah, Kayla, you're good. Three days later, he resurrected. He came back to life, defeating the grave. Jesus, while he was here, said he is the light of the world, and he proved it. Jesus came and redeemed broken humanity, humanity to things that was, which was lost. We were all far off. We are all lost without him. We are literally all in darkness without him. But as soon as we let his light into our life, it will absolutely change our life. So are you in awe of him on a daily basis? Are you in awe of him tonight? You should be encouraged. Don't don't just compromise. Don't just accept Santa this season and every other season. Santa's great. Christmas is great. It's awesome. I wear the sweater. I wear the hat. It's fun. But I don't worship Christmas. I don't worship it. It's fun. It's really cool. And you could totally participate in it. Christmas, open presents, the whole thing. But remember the real reason for Christmas. The real reason. There it is. Christ is in Christmas. Because he is the reason for Christmas. It's the birth of our king. It's the birth of God coming to earth. It makes no sense for him to come down to something that was his. He even knew we were going to kill him. We, he knew it, but he still, he still came down for us to redeem us. That means fix. That means 
bring back to life because we were dead and we were gone and we were lost. And that's the total truth of us without him because we're in darkness without him. But he doesn't want us to live like that. Here's the thing. You get to choose. His mercy and his grace is new every single day. You can give your life to him and you can give your heart to him by letting, by letting his light into your world. We're going we're gonna to respond to that. But before I pray, I want to share something really, really cool with you guys. How many of you guys like surprises? Yeah? I got a really cool surprise for you. Um, so check this out. God is talking all the time. You guys remember last, last, last week when God gave me and a couple of leaders some words, some inspiring words from God? It's called a, a prophetic word. We have a word from heaven. It's not from us. It's to you. Well, God has so many different giftings that he pours out. And so we have a youth leader that has an amazing, amazing gift from God. He's good with lyrics. He's good with rhyming. And he uses words for people and he spits them out into beautiful lyricism. So he's not here with us, but just because he's not here with us doesn't mean that he's a part of us because he prays for us. He thinks about us all the time. So he sent us a word. I told him about this message that I was going to tell you guys about tonight. And God gave him a word. And so this was meant just for you guys. Nobody else on planet earth, this was meant just for you guys. So Austin Phillips sent us a word. It's called a spoken word. This is this is going to be Austin Phillips. Yeah, one second, Kayla. Those of you that don't know me, hey, what's up, Revolution Youth? This is Austin Phillips here. For those of you that don't know me, um, hey, I just miss all you guys. Kingsley, miss you, bro. Love you, man. John, love you, crew. Um, so, yeah, I have a spoken word that I'm going to share with you guys, and I hope it's re relevant and uh yeah, I hope it uh, speaks to you. Um, I have it on my screen over here, and so I'm not going to look directly at you guys. But yeah, hope you enjoy this. Hey, bro. Hey, bro. Can you help me spark this? I'm in need of a light to start this. It's hard when I'm constantly surrounded by garbage to get my mind out of this pit to look past the darkness. Too held back by my carcass. This bag of bones, this thing of flesh that I couldn't even feel his breath. I was too stuffed with me to give him a chance to beam. I mean, I'm only a created being with the mind of Elohim and in the likeness of an everlasting king. But let's not talk about that. Let's talk about me. Did you see my Snapchat and Instagram feed? Over 200 likes of me. Whew. See, we've become hyperactive thinkers in a time of Instagram likes and memers Followers and believers, distractions are poison taught to numb us from the world that's screaming for believers to wake up. Because I know where my hope comes from, and it's not in a party or what I see, but there, has, but there was this man that came, died on a tree for me, then three days later rose to sing the song of death, where is thy sting? Because it couldn't hold me down and it couldn't hold me back. I see the state of the world, but I'm not scared of whether you're white or black, Muslim or from Iraq. I'm not scared if you're gay or straight because my light is greater than what the world will say. Light is the lens that I choose to see the world through, and some say truth is relative. But Jesus looked at the cross with joy and was benevolent. But we have a hard time because we get lost in everything that's irrelevant. See, light goes past the surface. And we can be utterly burdened and not broken. We can be nervous but not ignorant to the pain that's surrounding the surface because pain is real. Pain is something you can feel. 
and darkness only came to steal, to take your joy, but let us not be deceived by all the noise. So once again, bro, can you help me spark this? Can you help me start this? Cause I heard of this flame that comes like rain, burning through my sin and shame, to set a world on fire, consumed with praise after his holy name. So what do you say? Can you help me spark this? Alright, that's it guys. I hope you enjoy it. Um, yeah, I love y'all. Um, miss you. Um, shout out from Nashville. Peace. Awesome. Yeah, round of applause for Austin. That's called a spoken word. That's an inspired word from God. That's a gifting that Austin has. And I just, I'm just, I'm so encouraged by that. How many of you guys are encouraged by that, right? He puts in like what a message is or like an, an, a prayer and he speaks it out. It's really encouraging. How many of you guys got something really good from that? Yeah? You can keep going. Um, well, that's the end of my message. I wanna, I'm going to pray with you guys. This is literally the most important part of the entire night when we get to make a commitment to God, when we get to come back to him, when we get to spend some time just in prayer, just for like a quick few moments. If you guys would just join me in prayer, close your eyes, bow your heads, just in a time of rest. I just hope some, a, lot, a lot of things have connected with you tonight about the real reason for the season, about God's light and about us. I hope you've really received or felt some light tonight. So felt some light, felt some life from Jesus. Heads, heads down, eyes closed. I just think it's so amazing that across the very thing that Jesus knew he was going to die on, he, like Austin said, he looked at it with joy. He looked at that at, with joy. That's something absolutely different. Jesus is different. He's not like anything else. He's like nothing you've ever seen before, ever, because he's absolutely unique. In his creation, you are absolutely unique, and he absolutely loves every single one of you. He wants you to have an amazing Christmas season, but he wants you to know the truth. He wants you to know the truth about him so you can let his light into your world. So during this time, just prayer and concentration on him. I want to give the opportunity. If you've never given your life to God before, you can respond, and we're going to pray together. But if you And if you have given your life to God, but you just feel like you've gone away from him, you haven't been concentrating on him, and he hasn't been the light of your life recently, I'm going to give you guys the opportunity and the chance to respond. So with every eye closed, every head bowed, I'm going to ask you guys, nobody's looking. I'm going to ask you guys just to shoot up your hand on three. And I feel like when you shoot your hand up, it's showing something that's going on in the inside, and it really helps. It helped me for the first time. Just kind of come to, come to God for the first time, give my life to him. God loves you so much. He, leaves, he loves each and every single one of you. He wants his light to come out of you. You will carry his spirit. He will give it to you. Bible says all over it, it says, those who call on the name of the Lord will be saved. So you have that opportunity tonight to spend eternity in heaven and give your life to him. So on three, I'm going to ask you guys, just shoot your hand if you've first time or you're just coming back to him for whatever time. Just make that commitment to him and he will honor it. He sees it. He knows your heart. So on three, I ask you to put up your hand. One, two, three. Shoot up your hand real quick. Nobody looking. Eyes closed. Amen. 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 Yeah. 
Hands, tons of hands. Tons of hands. Okay, put your hands down. Tons of hands. Thank you, Father. Thank you, God, so much for that, Father. We're going to pray and respond. So repeat after me, everybody as a group. Repeat after me. Jesus. Jesus. I give my life to you. I've tried to live my own life. And I've failed. And I want to know the real meaning of Christmas. And I love you. I commit my life to you. Come into my life and change my life. I want to receive your light. In Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Awesome. Round of applause. Round of applause, please. The Bible says when somebody makes the decision to follow God, that there's a, there's a party in heaven, that there's a celebration, the angels are making sounds, the angels are celebrating and worshiping God in heaven, so there's a party up there. So I just like, let's just, be, let's just make a lot of noise and just lift up some praise to God because he's so good. He's a reason for the season. Come on. He's a reason for everything. Come on. Let's lift up some praise. Just say, thank you, Lord. Come on. You guys can do better than that. Come on. He's so good. He loves you. Ready? Three, two, one, go. Thank you, Jesus. Make some noise for him. Come on. He's so good. It's okay to shout out to him. It's okay to tell people about him, yeah? It's okay to to live your life for him because now you're filled with his light.